0: To the Film Seven Podcast. How are you all doing out there? Today is a lovely day. It's a bit chilly, but I hope it's
1: not too cold where you are. I'm Andy, and I've got with me Jake. Hello, Andy. It is getting a bit colder now. We're entering, uh, getting to the end of the summer.
0: Yes, I know. Uh, came to was very quick this year. Has uh, been
1: uh, every year gets quicker. <laughs> yeah, like
0: honestly, I could honestly remember the first day of the year. It seemed like last week. Tuesday. It mm-hmm. seems
1: so close and we are already in the ember months. Mm. So well, we're coming. At, we're actually coming up to a year of Film 7 podcast, I which know, is crazy. I, I know. It just seemed like last week we started
0: and already we, we're like, a, we're going to have a, a first year anniversary and a lot of announcements are going to come on the day we're going uh, gonna to come towards that time. It's pretty, it's amazing, it's scary and it's exciting at the same time. So, mm-hmm. but I'm glad to be alive. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched anything cool this week? No, I've been too busy this week. Too busy, too busy. I just haven't been able to watch anything worth reporting on. I mean, obviously, I've watched some things, but nothing worth mentioning on the show.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, very similar to yourself. I haven't had a chance to go to the cinema. Uh, I haven't even watched much series. The only thing I have been watching, I did watch a couple of episodes. Almost finished now season three of Jessica Jones.
0: You've you only just seen it.
1: Yeah, it's it's taken me a while to see it. Um, it's good. It's good. It's it, it's not the best. Um, it's better than season two, uh, but for me, it's not quite as good as season one. Yeah, I think they just they knew this was coming to an end, so they just
0: like called it in and just did what they had to do.
1: Yeah, even though I am, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed with this season. It is, there's some really good stuff in there. It's almost, but I'm still a bit sad that this universe is. Finished. Yeah. Uh because I'm reintroducing um one of my friends to Daredevil. He's never seen the Daredevil series, and I'm like, yo, you gotta you gotta watch this. I've been watching it with him just to see his reaction to it. And he's like, This is insane. I'm like, Yeah, we're never gonna get it again. Yeah, like and there's
0: not just Daredevil, there is Punisher, there's yeah. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, you know. I mean I did like this season. I liked how it was
1: I haven't finished, so no spoil oh. I've got two episodes to go.
0: Okay, I'm not going to say anything. But it, to me, it's a good series. Yeah. And I'm, I'm overall, like, I
1: think it's a very, it's very well done.
0: Yeah, and like everybody else, I'm just disappointed that you know it's it's come and gone. But it's good. It's good. It's left on its own terms,
1: and that's the best way to do it. Right. So. Uh, We haven't got much news to go on today, but nevertheless, we do have some news to talk about, as well as all the trailers. So let's kick off into the movie and TV news. Gentlemen, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Sandy? Yes. Like I said up top, lighter this week in terms of news. I would say probably the biggest news that's got everyone talking is Entertainment Weekly's exclusive with The Mandalorian, the cast... John Favreau, and all these new images that we're getting. Um, first of all, I want to talk about this. With this one, this image particularly came out uh, before the article dropped, and that is uh, we see the Mandalorian facing off against Trandoshans. Now, if you're a Star Wars fan, you know the Trandoshans are the same species as the bounty hunter Bosk. Yeah. Uh, which everyone <laughs> immediately was like, Whoa, yo, is he fighting Bosk? No, <laughs> he's not fighting Bosk. It's just the same species. Of alien. These are the guys, the slave riders, they 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 capture slaves, don't you, they? You think I don't know. We'll see we'll see. It's it's we have no idea on what they're actually gonna be involved with the film. Um I'm not gonna lie, when I first saw this picture, and I'm not the only one, I was like, Oh hey, look, the new Mandalorian toys are out. Yeah, it looks very yeah, it does look yeah, and very And then and Marvel then I was toy. like, Oh, oh no, this this is real. <laughs> yeah. So it, it does I don't I'm not huge on this image, it does look a bit toy. It looks
0: toyish, to be honest. It does look like it was done on a CG, on a screen. It doesn't look like they were actual actors. Yeah, yet. that
1: looks more like it was definitely down on a on a soundstage. You could sort of tell there. Um, but we did get some other cool images as well. So we have the front cover of the Entertainment Weekly, which we see the Mandalorian in all his glory. I do like the, the helmet and the way and the colors in the helmet. Uh, and we also have this image where we see the Mandalorian with... The character Cara June and this new character in like this village yeah we see so uh, and we see we've seen this character in the trailer uh, it is the character we see holding the baby mm. so this leads me to reckon that maybe he's got a job protect this baby maybe the baby's force sensitive mm. and the empire and the remnants of the empire are after it that's a possibility that would be a good plot i think
0: Star Wars, Disney, they just need to calm down and stop showing us stuff. Like, we we get it. We're excited. We can't wait for it to happen. Like, I don't want to be more excited than I already am. Just so that if it, in case, I know it won't, but in case it's bad, it won't hit me as bad as The Last Jedi. <laughs> you know, it won't hit me as the, as bad as The Last Jedi. So I don't want to put all Get your my, expectations too high. Exactly. You know, it's at the right level that it should be before the release, don't
1: don't 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 spoil it. For no, it. I think like like I said, like whenever we get a big project like this, we always get a some sort of like whether it's deadline or the Hollywood, they do an exclusive on the piece, so you're always going to get some information. I think they've been very careful to release the information that they have released and say what they've said, because it still hasn't actually. Th- like when I when I said that, I'm just putting things together. I could be completely wrong, so that's pure speculation. They haven't actually said what the plot's going to be.
0: Yeah, they have. They haven't said that. However, they've just been showing a lot of characters, and I just I don't think that's that. I don't think that's good. L- leave something to the match. Imagine- give us something to talk about after episode one. After episode two, if you keep releasing everything, showing us all the characters, all the locations, we'll have those discussions now. And by the time the, the series itself is on, nobody is going to have anything new to say, you know. And that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen for this. This is the first live. Um, I think it's the live action action Star Wars series so don't treat it like it's this is the pattern other people have used this is unique because Star Wars is unique I think Star Wars is the longest cinematic franchise in history
1: one of if the longest yeah yeah or
0: James Bond maybe oh yeah that's true James Bond would be longer but like maybe okay let's say maybe the longest American franchise
1: Yes, you can you know, say it, yeah.
0: So, cinematic, cinematic franchise. So, it deserves, it's not, you can't treat it like other patents. You have to treat it like its own thing. You know, and I just, I'm just hoping that they know what they are doing. Disney, most
1: times, I they would, know what they are like, doing. You know, in most cases, I would agree with you about not releasing too much information. But we've seen this from Lucasfilm. They're very particular about what they release. So, I think the stuff they're releasing is only the tip of the iceberg of what we're actually going to see and get into. But that's just my Tim Ford hat. Yep. As we always see on the show, we, we shall, shall see. see. I really like some of the comments that John Favreau was talking about. Uh, this is his quote It's like after the Roman Empire falls, or when you don't have a centralized shogun in Japan, and of course, the Old West, when there wasn't any government in the areas that had not yet been settled. What do you think about that, his comments there?
0: Uh, There'll be a lot of chaos and guns slinging and duels. And, you know, it just it's the scenario for a lot of good duels and combat. Because there is no nobody's going to be running away from anybody. It's going to be face on. You know, because there is no law. So it's going to be action packed and um, we shall see. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't want to just I want to go in empty and just enjoy it and not expect anything you see not expect to see somebody i want to be like oh did you see they had this Oh, oh did you see they showed that you know i want to do that every week so yeah
1: that's why i'm really happy that they're going to the weekly formats yeah which is that's something that i've wanted for star wars uh he also goes on to say that um like i've always been curious about what the other people in the cantina are up to Mm. we are really digging deep into the toy chest and pulling out the action figures that people were always curious about and were not quite in the center of fame, but have a lot of potential. Yeah. This is this is me. So like when I was growing up, obviously I had the main heroes, Luke and Han and you know, all these characters, but you always liked the weird droids or the aliens that were just background characters. But I don't think any other franchise in history takes as seriously the background characters of Star Wars. Like we like that guy, he appeared for like mm-hmm. a frame. Yeah but he's a character and he's got this huge backstory. Yeah. It's true though. I I think there was a time I watched Star Wars
0: and when I watched I told myself I'm not watching it for the story. I want to watch it so I can focus on all the back all the extras and all of that. And it was pretty interesting because there are some scenes you just see in the background one robot acting in a funny way. Some robots I've never seen. There was one scene I saw where there was this white robot. It was just acting funny. Nobody ever noticed it. Nobody ever talks about that robot, but he was there. And I was thinking about it, like just that guy can have his, an entire series just based on him. And it's just amazing because this is a proper world, Mm -hmm. you know, and
1: everything has its story, like a real, the real world. That's why I'm really happy that Dave Filoni is on board because he's really good at world building and mythology building Mm -hmm. to have him paired with John Favreau's writing skills and directorial skills. I think there's gonna, it's going to be a really good combo. And speaking of droids, we've got this IG droid, who everybody thought at the beginning is IG-88, the famous bounty hunter droid we saw on Empire Strikes Back, but it's not. It is IG-11, and it is played by Taika Waititi. Okay, previous model. So not as vocal not as, vocal as that one. Um, so Taika Waititi has some comments about his character. He says... Um, where is it? He says he was trying to find, trying to find the perfect voice for it. Uh, and he says that he came somewhere between Siri and HAL 9000. He also says that IG-11 is very innocent and naive and direct and doesn't know about sarcasm and doesn't know how to lie. It's like a child with a gun. Mm. <laughs> this has got Taiko Waititi all over the place. Yeah. Uh, what's also a bit of news they released is that even though a lot of people are saying, well, why didn't you just make him ig Eighty Eight? that's actually going to play into the story because he is also a, an assassin droid. People in, th- in the s- series are going to mistake him for IG-88 and he gets annoyed about that. Mm, okay. So, okay. We'll see. So people are like, oh, you're IG-88. G-88. He's like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to know, you know when Luke met, first met Han Solo mm-hmm. in the cantina, the, why did that guy not like Luke? said he doesn't like you I don't like you either like why because like,
1: it's a lawless time because <laughs> you, know? you can do
0: what you want you that can time. Do you, and it's just amazing how you can kill somebody there but just panics for a second and just goes back their business so that's the kind of
1: world the Mandalorian is around which is really that's fun. a lot of the flavor that a lot of Star Wars fans like yeah yeah uh, and just to end off we now have a official it's going to be eight episodes Mm -hmm. Eight episodes, and it has a budget of $100 million, this series. So, really, it's just slightly more than Game of Thrones. So, this is one of the highest, if not the highest, TV series in history. If it's slightly more than Game of Thrones, then they got it
0: cheap. Then they made it for cheap. If Based on their ambition and based on who Disney is and where they see Mandalorian, this is their flagship. This is their house of cards. For You know, this is their Mr. Robot for Amazon. You know, if all they've spent is just a little above what Game of Thrones spent, then I think they did it for a cheap because you'd expect Disney to spend. Well,
1: when you consider mo- most of what you see for TV budgets, it's quite high still for TV. You know, for TV, absolutely. I mean, it's high. But the,
0: so now in my in my head there is TV then there is TV there is the normal ITV level you know medium class soap opera soap opera level top stuff even though some of them don't look like soap operas they have the soap opera budget and all of that but then you now have TV which is where you talk about Game of Thrones House of Cards you know you talk about these when they are defining our this age these are the films that they will talk about. That defined the age, you know. So those kind of dramas, you don't make them for anything less than a hundred million. You make them for two, three hundred million. And so, if if Mandalorian, which I assume would be in that category, wasn't made for just a hundred, and it was made by Disney, a company that has more money than almost and everybody else, in my opinion, they did it for a cheap. That's just me. I know it's hundred million is
1: more than some countries have, but. To me, that's cheap. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, I think f- because it's TV, I think it's a lot of money and I think there's a lot of stake in it there. Um, it's only it's half of what the movie would cost to make. Do you know what I mean? And a movie would probably involve ten times the amount of work yeah. uh, than making a series. So I can see it there. Uh, but then again, this is only season one. Maybe season two, they pump a bit more money in if it's really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, everyone loves it. Which most of the time we do see happen. The sequel always tends to have a bigger budget. It's true. it's true. So the from a galaxy far, far away, we head back down to Earth. And we finally get a release date for HBO's Watchmen. And of course, it's announced with a countdown clock. Because Watchmen. And the official release date is the 20th of October this year. So that's literally week, well, weeks away, Andy. And they just sort of dropped it like that. I don't know about you, but I'm—I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm excited for this series, but I'm really, really intrigued and interested in w- what this is.
0: Yeah, the word I had in my head was I'm curious of what this is because you know, like we all knew, Watchmen was spe- was written never to be on screen. It was written to be a comic. That's it. He he purposely wrote it in such a way that it will should never be Un- adapted. Unadaptable. Yes, never be adapted to screen. And not only have they made a film, <laughs> they're now making a series. <laughs> so I'm curious to know how they have defiled defiled, defiled is the word, right? The the writer of Watch. Yeah,
1: well from da- so Damon Lindelof is the the showrunner of this show and is it really interesting his comments. He says that we, they didn't want to adapt it. He said that that is sacred. We don't touch what that so this is almost a remix, he said. "Okay, It's a remix of the, of the story and it's also set later in the story of the current events of the book. Okay, so it's not based on the comic. It's based on the comic characters? It's based but in, it's in not the a-
0: world. Okay, it's based on the characters but not the stories. Yeah, and
1: I, and I don't know how much of the characters, the original characters, we're actually going to see. Now, okay. we know we're going to get Osman Dias. Okay, that's played by Jeremy Irons. We saw in the trailer we're going to get Dr. Manhattan. For how much? I don't know, very little i think uh but obviously rorschach's dead mm-hmm. uh, uh Al- night owl maybe but it depends how far in the future are they yeah the that's that's the thing I, I think it's probably a couple of decades yeah So because d- yeah at least 20 or 30
0: years if they do that then yeah only dr manhattan would technically be alive and i just hope they don't even give him much of screen time, no he I, was, I don't think they were he was boring
1: I love the character of Dr. Manhattan. The character was
0: good, but he, he, it is a boring character. You gotta admit. Uh, no,
1: I think he's one of the most layered characters in, in, in comic history. Def- for me, anyway. Mm. Uh, I'm really intrigued, though, because w- what, what the movie did is that it did bring a lot of people to the original source material. Um, you know, we see this a lot that, you know, r- popular novels get adapted to movies, and what it does is, oh, I'm gonna go read the books now. Mm-hmm. I hope, and we're seeing this now with comics, we're seeing a lot of people now. This one especially is one of those books where even if you're not into superheroes and all that thing, you can read this book and you can take something from it and be like, wow. Because it is, it is in the top 100 uh, literary pieces of work okay. in history. So with this series, I hope it finds a new audience that people go, I want to learn more about this world. And I like, I'm not excited, but intrigued to see what they do. Mm. we shall see we shall see and that'll be on HBO so probably be on Sky in the UK much like Game of Thrones yeah definitely be on Sky next year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. next year now probably I, probably I don't know if they'll do it like same time Maybe you don't it, think I think it's too big of a series yeah you reckon I, 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 I think HBO are probably saying this is our new Game of Thrones okay do you
0: know if, what it's rated as uh, it's an R it's rated R. Sky hardly does rated R but we'll see I mean we'll see Oscar Atlantic they hardly well they well, do Game of Thrones they is, do to be honest yeah. yeah they do now that I think about it. not just yeah
1: cool I'll let you know we'll, we'll find out we'll find out okay so the next bit of news is Tomb Raider the sequel is a go and it nabs director Ben Whitley and it finally has a release date and that is coming out 19th of March 2021 Andy have you seen the Tomb, uh, Tomb Raider movie that came out I believe last year
0: no I haven't seen it I haven't seen a good Tomb Raider movie. All Tomb Raider movies have been. Even the one that had Angelina Jolie was terrible. There
1: hasn't been a good Tomb Raider movie. And I don't even think this one coming out is going to be any good. Well, it's the sequel to the first one that came out starring Alicia Vikander. Um, I saw the movie. Now, video game movies are pretty... There's never been a good video game movie, has there? I mean, I liked Assassin's Creed. I thought it was awful. I loved it. I, I, I did not like it. For me, anyway... Uh, so for me, when this came out, it was the best for me of the comic book, mo- uh, comic, uh, video game movies that had been released. But it's still, it was mediocre for me. It was fine, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a movie I'm gonna go s- rush to see again. Uh, Alicia Vikander's performance is very good, but she is an amazing actress. But other than that, it was just okay. Uh, it was very Indiana Jones. Yeah, there's boulders coming for you, and you're in the jungle hunting down and okay cool whatever yeah. it's made for 12 year olds you know very young it's pg-13 mind. yeah yeah,
0: very young minds that you know but even when i was younger watching the Angelina Jolie version it didn't really capture me the game is just amazing the game i love
1: the game everybody the, loves those games though. you know
0: but just to bring it on screen i don't know why it has everything to make a good film
1: strong character. The
0: yeah the story's there strong character strong lady adversity strong villain every element of a good story good story arcs you know because she's an adventurer you can do anything with location you can take her anywhere you can give her anything somehow it just hasn't
1: worked because they focused too much on making it an action hollywood movie mm. rather than just an adventure movie yeah well like you have the action the games obviously had action in there but the, whole, the it was an adventure game You were traveling around. You were discovering artifacts and things like that. I think that's what they're sort of missing from that. Probably.
0: Probably. Or just, yeah, maybe make it horror. Do what these other films are doing. They adapt something that was made for fantasy and make it horror. Or something that was horror. A twist. Yeah, do a twist or something. Whatever it is, this formula, which this new film will take,
1: hasn't worked. It's not working. And... um, you know. uh, so we'll get into back to the small screen and the Lord of the Rings series from Amazon. We finally have a casting, and that is Will Poulter. Uh, we don't know the role he's going to be in. Is they said it's an unknown lead role, so we know he's playing a lead character. Uh, people may know Will Poulter from recently Midsummer and also the Maze Runner movies. He's in those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not familiar too much of his work, but it's exciting that we're, we're getting a casting and yeah. as a lead as mm-hmm.
0: well. I mean, this Lord of the Rings. Anytime I miss Game of Thrones, I think and I reminisce on Game of Thrones and like, oh, I miss that show. I just think at least there's Lord of the Rings this coming. coming. It's coming. So it's up. This is my number one, and I, it will be. I think it will be like this for years because. The show is years away. It's not next year. It's yeah, not I, a year. I think
1: earliest 2021.
0: Uh, earliest 2021. I'm thinking 2022, more like that, you know. So for now, this is my number one most anticipated thing out there. Then there is no number two before we get to number three. That's how much I'm looking forward to it. So any news I can get, it's fine. I would love to see a lot of unknown people or people that have, no, yeah, that have not been in any main thing. Franchise. Franchise, you know. Like
1: what they did for Game of Thrones, the only named actor was Champagne, and they killed him in the first season. Well, I mean, series. in the Lord of the Rings films, they pretty much cast unknowns. Obviously, you had Ian McKellen, but he was more of a theater actor, he wasn't a film actor. Do you know what I mean? So, that and they did the same in The Hobbits as well. He cast a lot of unknowns to the most people,
0: yeah. Let them do that. I don't want new people, let's have some new faces, fresh faces, yeah, you know.
1: No, no pressure. To and, the, and it's a good place to start your career as well. I mean, Lord of the Rings and Amazon backing behind you. I mean, we've seen the crew they've assembled. Yes. They're going to get a good cast. That's the problem. They may get a good cast. That's the problem. If you, if you, I know it doesn't make sense, but... But you can you can still get... I agree with you in a sense, but you can still get good actors who just haven't been as in many films. Like, yeah. You know, if, if, like remember Michael B. Jordan... He hasn't been in that many films, really. He's been in Black Panther and Creed films. But no, he hasn't been in many. But, but he's he has, killed it. B- yeah, but the films
0: he's been in, he's been nominated. They've been Oscar nominated because he's
1: good. But th- the same thing could happen here, obviously. But with Emmys,
0: yeah. But the thing is, if you so here's my thinking, right? If you bring in actors that have won won things, and I'm not saying everybody should be nobody, but if you bring in too many like A-listers and all of that, they take away. They take away people start concentrating on them rather than the story. And it's the same thing that happened in Game of Thrones when it started. People were concentrating on Chopin's story arc. Oh, this is happening to him, so he's gonna become the king, and we want to see how he's gonna find a way and become the king. So it was all about him. Then the moment he died, everybody now knew it's not about one character, it's about the story. And for the first couple of seasons, they kept doing that. If you did anything, you faced the consequences, but the story continued. I'm hoping they can do the same thing with this um, Amazon series, whereby it's not about the characters. Our focus is more about the story. We don't care who lives or who dies. If they do wrong stuff, they die. If they do the right stuff, they live. Mm-hmm. But the story goes on. It's not. There is no. What's that thing? They, um plot armor. Mm-hmm. That, that's what. And plot armor comes when you put in A-listers because they will tell you. I'm not gonna come on your show just to die in the second episode, and you start, you know, I don't want that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we can look at basically what they did with Game of Thrones. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. They should do. They should do that. That's what they should do. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, now that they are calling these names that we know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. But we'll see.
1: Like I, said, I mean, Will Poulter, he's a name that I know, but mm-hmm. he's not. He's been in only a couple of things, and, and even things that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So for me, he's still a fresh face, and he's very young as yeah. well. So yeah. Okay, so we'll, yeah, let's
0: hope they don't just come up and now be like, who will I say? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that won't happen. Or Chris Pratt, you know, or something yeah. like that. I don't no, know. I,
1: I I don't, personally, I don't think they're going to go down that route. But we will sh- we shall see. They have the best producers
0: on the planet. Well, apart from Kathleen Kennedy, who's on in Star Wars, but... They have the best producers working on the it. best minds. The best minds and the best minds work with the best
1: minds. So maybe one producer wants to name drop and be like, "You know what? I can get." Yeah, but you have to remember, a lot of these best minds, they are also looking in the independent section. So they they are also looking for fresh talent that they can recommend stuff. Go this person I've seen them in this film this film and this in all indie films mm-hmm. they're great I think they're perfect for this role mm. which is true but I just put pressure they don't put pressure on them because it's I think it's maybe pressure the pressure to perform the pressure to sell that's why they now have to yeah do I that. mean I, I don't think if you get cast in any of these big franchises I don't think you can go into it without being pressured I think there will always be that pressure whether you're the director or an actor or whoever who, anything involved in a franchise I think there will always be a little bit of pressure. Uh,
0: there was hardly pressure on the guys when in d- DBF when they were doing season one. No, but so but
1: it's different here because with Lord of the Rings, for example, you have the high bar that the movie sets, so people already have an idea of what they want. Mm. Do you know? Do you see what I mean? While while Game of Thrones was completely new, that yeah. like we never really seen it before.
0: Yeah, most people. I read the books. The books that matter after the show came out. Ex- most yeah. people did. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: there was only a small selection who read
0: who were reading the books before the series came out. Which is true. Well. We shall see. More yeah, more to come, but this is one series I really want to keep an eye on and um, hoping we can bring you guys out there, any news on this series when it comes out. Because I think, based on how Game of Thrones ended, I think this can potentially be bigger than Game of Thrones.
1: It, well, yeah, it can.
0: Yeah i think it can so i'm really interested in
1: this the but the story the the thing it has going for it is that game of thrones had to build a fan base lord of the rings has already got that fan base mm-hmm. from the get-go it's got it so you, know, you you're gonna tell me that people are gonna sign up for amazon just for this show yeah i think so yes people uh this is sort of like their their
0: house of cards i got, Netflix because of House of Cards. You know, there is always that one show that makes people mm-hmm. be like This is their game of thrones. This throons. is their game of thrones. So I'm I'm wishing them well. I want this one to succeed. I really do. I want it to succeed. It has potential. It has and it has potential,
1: yeah. Mm. So we'll get on to the next story. Uh this one is a bit more of a somber story, and that is one of the writers of Crazy Rich Asians has left the sequel. And not for good reasons, not for creative differences, but for getting paid only a fraction of the co-writer. Mm. Now, a bit more on this story. Andy. you haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I haven't you seen ha- it. Parker. I haven't seen it either, so we're talking about this in the fact that we haven't seen the first film. All I can go by is that the majority of people love this film. Really good reviews, you know. It, I think it won awards and all sorts. I heard of, it's really good, and it won. Uh, so, here we are. So, I got the figure. So, the budget was 30 million, and it earned 238 million at the box office. So, huge profit for uh, who is it? I can't remember. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, there. So, they're moving forward with the sequel. Uh, but according to the Hollywood Reporter, the studio wanted to pay 800,000 to 1 million for Chiarelli, who is a white guy and they only wanted to pay about 110,000 to Lim who is an Asian woman.
0: Okay. Now, what let's 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 let, let me play the devil's advocate if I can because, you know, um, why why did they do that?
1: Well, a statement from Warner Brothers is where I have it here. It, this is an industry standard established ranges based on experience and that making an exception would set a troubling precedent in the business. Yeah, then that's what it is. I call BS. I call BS, and my my reasons are because okay, if this was her first film, I totally get it. You know, Mm -hmm. she's already she's already proven her experience. She has earned you two hundred million dollars in box office profits. She was part of. She was part of the first one, as well as this other guy who also co-wrote the first one. Mm -hmm. They both made that amount of money for you right i think that's her experience i think she's proven herself there no no
0: that's not enough so have we have we looked at the remember i said i'm playing the devil's advocate i'm not this might not be what i believe she's
1: also a veteran tv writer okay
0: so now have we looked at what she's done in the past and compared it to what the other guy has done in the past and see if it if they correlate who's got more experience is there, is there, are there facts behind the reason that Warner Brothers gave? Because remember, this is Warner Brothers that has done Wonder Woman and they've given Kathleen Jenkins, you know, they don't, you know, we don't know them to be like this, right? So there is that thing where maybe it's true, maybe it's true that they have a pay band, you know, and, and this happens in companies, in large organizations. They have a pay structure and where you where your level of experience or how what you were employed for or for so many reasons will determine your pay structure you know what level you are they you they are level one level two level three and maybe they've used their internal algorithms and they said no she's on a level that this is what we pay if you had said to me that
1: um They've both done similar body of work. He's predominantly more in film. She's predominantly more in TV. But they've both, they've both been in the business for a very long time.
0: Right. Uh, we know. To be honest, before we bash Warner Brothers,
1: I'm not bashing. I'm just saying uh, I think this could have been handled. I mean, it's a big price difference. It's a big, big difference in in pay.
0: Yeah, but you know, this where I work, the CEO earns hundred times more than
1: what I earn. Yeah, you but know. he d- he's on a different level. This is they're doing the same job they are co-writing this script they are they are they have the title co-writers
0: you don't you're not there in the writing room you weren't in there in pre. we don't we were we were in there we don't know who's doing what
1: no no i totally get it but wouldn't it does make sense that crazy rich asians mm-hmm. would come more from the perspective of an asian lady than an american white guy yeah, I, I, it I, may I, be
0: it may be that she gives the idea but he's the one that fleshes out those ideas it may be, but she's her writer and herself. Yeah, but we don't. That's what I'm saying. That we don't know what's going on. She's a writer, but it may be that her, she's just there consulting as a writer, just saying what are the things that are funny to Asians.
1: He things. has also uh, offered to give half of his pay to her because he th- he thinks she should get paid the same.
0: Yeah, of course he would say that. You know, if he was paid hundred and fifty thousand right? He's paid, what, a million? 800,000 to a million. Yeah, and he's saying, okay, I'm going to cut you 300 grand. If he was paid 150 and she was paid 100, do you think he would have done the same? No, no he wouldn't.
1: Not. Of course, he's earning... Because, it, because it, I think it's ridiculous, the amount of difference there is there.
0: No, you yes, on the surface it looks ridiculous. Oh, you're paying her low because she's a woman and because she's Asian. That's the political way to say it. But let's for a second assume that we're not living in that world where women and men are different and people of different races are treated different let's assume we're not living in that world could it be that maybe Warner brothers has looked at this and be like for this we are not employing you at that level
1: okay it that, could that, be and, and, okay and I personally I think that's the wrong move because I think she's proven her worth I think she you you get paid based on experience. And on results. Yeah. And this movie has brought them results. Yeah. Uh, huge results. So, for me, that should speak on itself. Paddy Jenkins, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was just about she, to call she, her. She, yes. you know, before they made Wonder Woman, there had never been a female-led directed movie that had a budget of $100 million or more. And when she broke that, she made a deal... Because she, that movie earned so much money beyond the expectations of Warner Brothers. She made a deal to be the highest paid female director in Hollywood history. Because she has that power now. Because she did that. Yeah, but here's the
0: thing, right? Now, and remember, this is the same studio. It's not like... This is the same Warner Brothers that paid her 100 grand. It's the same woman. It's the same studio that is giving Patty Jenkins this opportunity. So it's not like they have a problem with women or they have a problem with minorities. Because the lead for... Wonder Woman. Galgado is from where? Israel.
1: Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of different departments in one of those as well. Yeah, so, but what I'm saying is the
0: company as a whole, they've shown that they don't have a problem with women or ethnic minorities. They, they You know, with what they've done with Patney Jenkins and with Galgado, it tells me that that's not their style. So could it be that this woman is... Could it be... I'm not saying, guys listening, please don't hate me for this. Could it be... That maybe she got upset that she was earning less than now She's now playing the Asian card. Could it be that she's playing the woman and Asian? It could be. And she's riding on that political, this political wave of, oh, women are getting paid. She's using that as a front to negotiate more. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. And it's definitely a possibility. We,
1: yeah. But ju- like, f- from my perspective, for what I'm seeing and how it's being handled... I think she's in the right here to exit the project.
0: But, and you know, Warner Brothers, they knew that this would happen. They knew that if she exited, people would say this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yet, Thing is, they it, um, it could also be a, like, we know that Hollywood is a game. It's a game, yes. It's a game. Like, she could also leave the project and be like, oh, this is a uh, a move, a marketing move, or well, not marketing, so a strategy move for her to say, okay, you want me back? I want this amount of money. Yeah. And we do it. We call And, and they'll be like, we need to wrap this up so it doesn't look bad on us, give her more money, she's back on board. It could happen.
0: Yeah, it's the same thing with Brexit. You know, everybody is looking who will blink first, you know, and maybe that, it could be what's happening here. The only reason why we're hearing about it is because it's an Asian woman, the political view of it. Maybe this is what happens in Hollywood all the time. Agents threaten to walk out. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the, uh, agents threaten to walk out if their demands are not met, and the only reason why this is being reported is because of the political um, shades, climate, you can look at it. But I just want, what my conclusion is, before we bash Warner Brothers, because that's what will happen, we should take a step back and consider this is the same Warner Brothers that gave us Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman. So they are not... They are not that kind of company. They are companies you call now and I'll be like, yeah, 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 they are like that. They are very sleazy. They're very, they're not, they are very, they're not good people. But I don't think Warner Brothers falls into that category. So I think they deserve um, an element of benefit of doubt.
1: I totally agree with you. I'm not slandering Warner Brothers as the company at all. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm a huge fan of the company and there's a lot of movies I like that come out of there. I just think this particular situation maybe could have been handled differently. That's just my two cents on it. And who leaked the story? Uh, So this uh, the story comes from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, So so the story
0: that she was... And and maybe The Hollywood Reporter didn't say it. But the news that she was leaving, who broke the news? Was it her camp or was it Warner Brothers that said person is leaving us or what did she say i am leaving one i
1: know it's at, at the moment it's just a report from the hollywood reporter that they have from their sources okay so it doesn't see because we yeah there's no official statement yeah because it may be her that did that I and mean, maybe her st- leaked that yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that yeah. situation there's nothing we don't know Warner we don't, Brothers or could be do. her agent or we don't know yeah but we don't know yeah there's a lot of things we like this is the the ugly side of hollywood that we we don't get to see a lot of because there's a lot Loads. There's more that goes on behind than in front of the camera. Yeah, she. What if she asked for ten percent of the gross? We never know. We don't. Yeah, we don't know these things. I'm sure something will get sorted out.
0: Yeah, but I just want to clarify something before we move on. You know, everything I have said, I was saying it because I felt someone needed to play the role of the devil advocate. Please, I am not trying to. You need to
1: look at both sides of the coin.
0: No, I'm just saying this for folks listening. I don't want anyone to think that I agree that women should not be paid. Women or ethnic minorities should not be paid what they deserve. That's not what I'm saying. I only did that for the purpose of discussion, you know?
1: Thanks. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, So, speaking of Warner Brothers and Patty Jenkins, uh, they're losing her, but not in the movies. She's done a deal with Netflix. So, uh, I've got a bit more, again, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that she has signed a three-year deal with Netflix that's worth $10 million. Mm. Uh, So, she's going to be producing a few different TV series there. Uh, Andy, I don't know about you, but I like this news. Patty Jenkins, I think, is a wonderful filmmaker. She's got a really nice eye. Uh, um, obviously, we know her for Wonder Woman, but what was that movie she did? Monster, yeah. with Charlie Saron, which won the Oscar. Fantastic film. Uh, but she also is known for her TV work. So it's interesting to see her coming into Netflix, signing this deal, where, as we know in Netflix, she'll be able to have free roam of what she wants to do. What do you think of this news?
0: Well, I want to look at it from the Netflix point of view, and I've noticed something, I think I mentioned it last week, Netflix has started recruiting Oscar Oscar directors, not just talent, not just people that, you know, people that have won Oscars or been nominated for Oscars. What I think Netflix is doing is they are stocking up for battle. Like, you know how in movies where you sharpening your sword or getting your weapons, they are ready for so, battle. The streaming wars are about to begin. It's about to begin and it's going to be brutal because... Everybody knows Apple doesn't share. They will kick everybody out if they can. Um, Amazon is, you know, is doing what they're doing. Netflix has to do it. And, you know, the stories we're hearing of Google, you know, Google trying to, is beginning to start, you know, I'm hearing rumors that Google itself is planning something. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, and, you know, they do have that YouTube they have a, a streaming service on YouTube, but it's just a YouTube thing. They, I heard that they are really uh, going to invest in an actual streaming service with original content that isn't comedy. So, yeah, it's a battle. So, my, my my take from this is fair play to Netflix, recruiting her. I just think it's part of a bigger strategy. They have Scorsese. They have Patty Jenkins. They now have... Benioff and Wise. Benioff and Wise. You know, they are calling...
1: Ryan Murphy's also you got...
0: Know, that's um, I'm excited. You know, they say there's an African saying that says, "When the elephants make love, the grass suffers." So even though the elephants, I mean, it's the grass that's suffering. But um, here it's different. It's you know, even they're fighting, but it's benefiting us, the consumers. That's
1: the thing. For us as consumers, we all win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. There's no win or lose. Like for these companies, yeah, it's a war about getting subscribers. But for us, it's like Content here, content here, content here. All the contents. Yeah, the people that will lose are peop- high street shops. People, the people are going to be watching too much TV. Yeah, people are going to be watching TV. Next thing you know, you will be you'll be able to shop online from Netflix. But it goes back to what you said on the podcast before. With now uh, the emerging five G coming along, people are just going to be on their phones, on their iPads or whatever, uh, just watching constantly because you'll be able to download episodes like that in a second. Like and um yeah and the content will be so good yeah and the fact we're getting now unlimited data so you don't need to worry about using your data when you're streaming i know
0: right like nobody's gonna be watching tv normal tv anymore except for sports that you have to watch live People's gonna be watching tv because if you want news you go on twitter if you want to watch film you go on netflix or amazon or apple if you want to anything you want to do you you do it on demand this you give it to us when you want to give it to us that model is seen its last days. I, st- I
1: still think uh, there's a room for it because, like we see uh, with the Mandalorian, for example, that's getting week by week. I still think there's a market for that, but we but the future is moving towards this
0: binge thing. If Mandalorian, if Star Wars wasn't Star Wars, do you think
1: um, Disney would have brought the Mandalorian out a week by week? Um. Well, the thing is, it's not just Mandalorian. They're also doing that with all their Marvel properties Mm. and all all their stuff. All their stuff will be weekly. Well, they are are only doing their own established brands. Well, they said all their content will be released weekly. All uh, their content. All their content. And I believe Apple TV Plus as well will be released weekly.
0: That sucks, you know.
1: Uh, Amazon. There's a lot of shows on Amazon that are released weekly.
0: Yeah, I've, I've watched a couple. and uh,
1: Mr. Robot comes out weekly. Yeah, Mr. Robot. I mean, so many shows. Uh,
0: what's that one we love? Um, Vikings. Vikings as Game weekly, of Thrones. Game
1: of Thrones. It, it's all weekly
0: and all that. But I don't think... Once your brain has tasted the power of binging, I don't think... For most people, you know, you, you, I know you like weekly, but most people, once your brain has felt that rush
1: of w- watching everything at once, you can't go back. Everything back is... A f- for me, it depends on the type of series I'm watching. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, a series like Star Wars, for example, I would want to have weekly because I want to have these weekly discussions yeah. with all my friends and speculating, oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Y- yes. Which is really fun to do. Yes. But then you also have a series like um, Stranger Things, which I just love to binge that because I just see that as one it's big movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's how they shot it. Yes. one long like, movie. Yes. So could it be that if they shoot it, it depends on how they shoot it. If they shot it like... I mean, in theory, The Mandalorian is still going to be an eight-hour movie. Yeah, it's an eight-hour... It's because it's one story. It's eight-hour
0: movie, but is it an eight-hour story? You know, the story, it can be... Sh- the story can be told in 8 hours but the story itself can be 100 years a 100 year story told in 8 hours right
1: no. you see what I yeah, mean yeah 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 so like
0: Stranger Things Stranger Things all that happened actually happened in 24 hours yeah it all happened
1: within. yeah Th- yeah. is it 20, 24 48 hours something? yeah a few Th- days thereabouts so yeah. that's
0: why when you watch it you can just binge it all at once but Mr. Robot happens over a long period that's why the weekly thing so could it be no it's just a a thought I'm putting out, could it be that the way you, the best way to experience a show
1: is based on the way, on what the story is? Mm-hmm. Could you, do you think? I think so. Mm. I think so. And then at the, at the end of the day, it's all down to pe- people's preference as yeah, well. Yeah, I was just theorizing, but yeah, yeah. Because as well, it all goes down as well to, um, you know, we're so busy. We're busy. These days, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, and there's so much content to watch, Do you know, like sometimes it's almost nice to be like, Oh, I can just watch this week, this one weekly, and because oh, Endy's finished Mindhunter, I need to watch that in the next two days to catch up with him. Do you know? It's sometimes it's exhausting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> sometimes it's
0: just. I mean, for example, think about Legion. Remember Legion?
1: You watched it week by week. I couldn't.
0: I had to just watch everything at once because the story is so rich.
1: That's. I can't have that one week. I just want to watch what happens See, next. for me, that, that, that was the reason why I watched it weekly, because it's so intense. I needed a break every episode. I just need Okay. I need to digest what I just watched. Yeah. It, can't, it just depends. On, it just... Yeah. yeah. All bound to your personal preference, folks. Mm-hmm. So that is the news. That is the news. So, like I said, not huge amount of news as we've had before, but now we're going to go into our favorite place, which is the trailer park. They've done studies, you know. of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. Indeed. Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? No, no, no. First (laughs) of all, you never do that. Anyway, that's what we do. (laughs) So, So, yes, the, the trailer of the week is Bad Boys for Life. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it. This is the third installment in the Bad Boys franchise. Obviously, we have Will Smith and Martin Lawrence coming back. Uh, I mean, for me, this is a bad boys movie, this trailer. It has the action, which is over the top. It has Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's uh, chemistry, which I, I still love, you know what I mean? It, it, it's great, and for me, I know you, the jokes didn't land as well for you. For me, the jokes seem to pretty much hit because it's the comedy I remember from the previous two films. So I look at these movies uh, very similar to the way I look at the Fast and Furious franchise. I don't take them too seriously. They're just these outrageous, in this sense, action comedy films. I just have a good time with. So for, I, I went it because you weren't a fan of the trailer. So I, you'd watched it before me. Me going in there thinking, oh, I don't know what this is going to be like. I came out pleasantly surprised. What are your thoughts, though?
0: Well, so here's the thing. First of all, I agree with what you said. It is 100% a bad boy film. This is it. the way they were acting. Everything is just bad boy. The problem is, I think the film has come out about... when are about 16 years late. That's right. The second one came out in 2003. Exactly. So the film is treating us like we're still in 2003 or 2005. Because the jokes are so dated. The acting is so dated. The lines are just so... They they, they weren't landing for me. The comedy just wasn't landing. I knew, you know, that scene that he had where they broke into and John Goodman was, yeah, and it was like I'm gonna speak to him. Once that happened, I knew he was gonna punch him in the face. You know, I knew John Goodman was gonna punch him in the face, and Will Smith was gonna say something clever. You know, I could see that right from when they said freeze, and I just feel that's how the entire movie is gonna be. Now, what I would have loved is if they had made the comedy more relevant to now like what they do in star wars like even though star wars has been around for 50 years and rogue one happened before episode one imagine rogue one is like before episode four yeah exactly before episode four it's the first film if you want to watch it like chronology
1: chronologically right well there's four films before that one chronologically
0: Mm -hmm. episode one oh yes 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 okay but
1: if you Okay, so you know
0: where I, I know what you mean you know though. where a lot of films come after yeah. it, but even though we watched it in twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, it felt modern. They weren't using the same kind of comedy we haven't had in nineteen seventy-eight. The way they were acting wasn't the same kind of acting and action that we saw in films from nineteen seventy-eight. Because language changes, comedy changes, things people found funny. Cinema changes. Cinema changes, people's tastes change. But I think this film has just taken us back to twenty 23- three 2003 which there is nothing wrong with doing that people love a bit of nostalgia I'm just saying that I had wished they had done that in a modern setting and finally just on just the, a fresh take on it yes just a fresh take don't do the same thing and all that and I think you know I, I we mentioned this last week I think where there's this funny place where some actors are some of these old time A-listers Where they are they start making a lot of rubbish films. We, we last week we were talking about Nicolas Cage,
1: yeah, and you see he
0: does does you know
1: he's done some bad films, but he's great. He, but he's great, you know. But he's
0: good and bad films. Some of the films Will um, Bruce Willis has done have been terrible as well. You know, and I think
1: I see some of them. You can tell like he's just cashed this for the paycheck.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing sadly seeing the same thing for Will Smith somehow. Like, the Gemini man, I know it's going to be terrible. This bad boy, it's not... I will watch it because
1: I'm a huge fan of bad boy, but I'm not excited, I'm not... No, I wouldn't say I'm excited for it. I'm more, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how the story continues. But, uh, like I said, I'm not going to take this too seriously. I'm just going to go in there just to have a laugh. Yeah, imagine if they did it like Hobbs and Shaw. Just imagine how cool that would have been. They de- definitely didn't have the budget for that. <laughs> they
0: didn't. They just didn't. Yeah, it's, yeah. They didn't have the budget. They, yeah. They Did even Hobbs have and Shaw's
1: huge, huge
0: budget, boy, it's just very. You you saw the comedy
1: that they used. They played it on its cheek, on tongue and cheek, way more in Hobbs and Shaw than this one.
0: Yeah, and the comedy was relevant yeah. somehow. The way the uh, vocabulary came out it was more relevant to 2019. Bad Boy Three isn't doing that for me. That's why I
1: think though. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that one comes out January next year. Are you going to see that one in the cinema? Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a bad. Boy it's a Michael fan. Bay movie.
0: It's, it's so there will be explosions. Yeah, yeah? explosions. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I didn't even know it was Michael Bay. So it's Michael
1: Bay. I don't know if he's directing, but he's involved. Okay. He, uh, he's I think he's definitely involved. He'll definitely be explosions. Yeah. And the thing is, even if he's not directing, if he's involved, he'd be like, let le- let me do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. Michael Bay. <laughs> he,
0: <laughs> Explosion.
1: Okay, so the next trailer we have is the new Taika Waititi satire film, Jojo Rabbit. Now, this trailer, uh, it gives us a bit more of the story of what we're going to get. Uh, we got the first trailer, which is a teaser where we just basically saw what we expected from a Taika Waititi film. Now, the opening of this trailer is exactly that. Very satire, very Taika Waititi. Uh, But then we get introduced more to the story about this Jewish girl who is hiding in the boy's house. And then we get into this, you know, story of morale and what's good and what's right and treating people properly and all this stuff. But with this huge coat of Taika Waititi humor. Um,
0: (laughs) Honestly, I'm actually, I'm really laughing. This is not me just making this.
1: Yeah, it's um, I think from now, I'm really looking forward to this. I, uh, I'm i a huge Tiger fan. I'm a huge fan of his comedy. I love his form, his style of comedy. It, for me, it's the style that, you know, um, relevance to me. And I think most British people in general, we have more of a drier sense of humor than the Americans. Um, but, but, this film, uh, you have to... I, I, if you're sort of sensitive to certain topics, I think you should definitely check this trailer out before mm-hmm. you go watch this film because I think this film will definitely push some buttons. Yeah. I think it will definitely offend some people. This
0: is one of those films where you hear it was banned in this country, that country, that country. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of those bad films because it's based on... it. To be honest, it, in a sense, it makes a light of Nazis and Hitler. And In a sense, there's no way about it it makes light of it however if you are for ab- if you are able to look beyond that this is gonna make you laugh like when i watched the trailer the first few seconds i was like ah, i'm not comfortable seeing this Nazi thing and this Jew. Ju- I, I, I because i don't like you know that whole Nazi thing i it's terrible i think it's the worst thing as a species we've done. We, I think it's worse than climate change, what we're doing to the climate. Mm-hmm. What the Nazis did. So I really hate that thing. So I was a bit like, ah, oh, this is annoying watching them. Then the comedy kicked in. And to be honest man, watching it for like 20 seconds, I forgot all about the Nazi thing. If you can bring yourself to the position where you can just for a second forget how terrible you know, the, the, Nazi, situation, the situation is, is this is going to be a very funny film this it's yeah funny.
1: that i think the important thing to see here is that taika you know he's not he, he is making light of the whole nazi thing but he is not taking it seriously like he's gone on record and saying that because he's playing uh adolf hitler now he's not actually playing adolf hitler he's playing an imaginary friend of the, of the lead character who is called Jojo. So this Hitler character is just an imaginary friend. And he said, I did no research on Hitler because Hitler is a... Yeah, and he he, he, said, he, said, he said something about Hitler. Yeah. So already from that you can be like, well, he's not taking this. It's, this is all for a joke. And I think by the end of the movie, I think what's important though is that you can make fun of all the... You can do the satire, but I think the most important thing is if by the end of the movie you have the moral compass of the moral of the story is that these people are bad and what these people have done or doing, in this case, are bad things. That's a different scenario. Do you, do you see where I'm coming from?
0: Oh, yeah, I totally do. I really totally do. It's just going to be hard to convince people. I mean, we are saying and I'm not Jewish, you're not. We, we're not. We're not the people that... Well, yeah, we can't take personal experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is it is what it is. And, and, and not just Jewish people as well, you know... Um, the the german community as well like how it could look on them because they're very ashamed you know you'd speak to most german people i've spoken to if that topic ever comes up they're very much oh no no yeah yeah
0: anybody if you can just look beyond the nazis and the the second world war this is a film you will enjoy it's very funny it's very exactly
1: i think if you're fans of taika watiti if you enjoyed thor ragnarok and what we do in the shadows, this is definitely up your street. Oh, yes. I think the most interesting thing for me is that, obviously, originally this is a Fox Searchlight film, <laughs> which is now owned by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Disney film. Yeah, I think the only reason why it's coming out is because maybe... Because it was already done. It was already done. Yeah. Disney will never green light this yeah. kind of thing. No, no, 100%. Like I heard there were some when they were, you know, when the acquisition happened, obviously there's a lot of executive meetings where they look at all the properties and everything. And apparently, a lot of Disney execs, understandably so, were when this when this was shown to them, they were a bit worried. Yeah, it probably won't be on Disney Plus. No, 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 will, no, 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 no. He'll be on Hulu. It'll
0: be see, yeah, exactly. He'll be on yeah, this is a Hulu kind Hulu. of thing.
1: yeah. yeah it's, no no chance. It's gonna be on Disney Plus. Exactly.
0: They, uh, it's sort of like that picture that you took that you're not gonna share on. That's secret social media. a yeah. secret one. It's a secret one. if you do you know. But
1: it's funny to look at
0: exactly it's really funny <laughs> to look at no honestly this is i'm gonna watch this film in the cinema
1: 100 yeah. yeah i mean you know me i'm down for any taika movie yeah it's just just
0: take your mind yes just go beyond. Go, that. go
1: go in there with a, with a sense of like this is satire this is satire exactly right. if you can't do that then don't see it yeah if you can't don't see it that's that's, the, that's the thing though like it, uh, if if this type of thing offends you that's fine just don't go see the film simple you, you, Sim- simpler, yeah. but let others create the arts they want to create.
0: Exactly, you won't miss. It's like saying, "Don't see Star Wars." You know, nothing should stop you from seeing Star because that defines a generation. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those generation-defining films. So
1: if you miss it,
0: you've missed it. Yeah, exactly. But if you go watch it, this you is for will a laugh. very particular like yeah. group.
1: Like, n- not group, but like a certain type of sense of humor. Yeah, that's yeah. where I wanted to go for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next trailer we got is Criminal. Uh, this is a new... I don't know if it's a movie or a series. I think the way it's the trailer's played out, I think it's a series. Oh, I thought it was a movie. You thought it was a movie. Yeah, it looks like a movie. Okay, well, we don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, so the, f- the first final or tr- final trailer, basically, it's a story that there's 12 in, uh, separate crimes taking place over four different countries. And, I mean, the trailer doesn't allude to this, but I reckon it probably all ties in to one big crime drama I, I don't know um for me anything that netflix puts out that's crime related i mean i eat it all up they are one of the best out there for releasing crime related whether it be a documentary or fiction story like Mindhunter. it's just quality every time yeah, and you've not you, uh, you said last week you've not even seen money heist no yeah i haven't seen that one and i haven't seen narcos either
0: exactly so you know you're absolutely bang on there. netflix their, their crime department the guys that take care of that material, they are they are top of the game. They know what they are doing, and uh, this is one. This is kind of film, uh, you know. I like a, the premise of this. Yeah, as a filmmaker, this is kind of a film I want to make. Like very story-driven things. Not you don't have too many distractions of locations and extras mm-hmm. and all. It that. looks just. It story. looks like
1: it's going to be all in the same locations. Maybe a couple of different locations. But for for me, what I like about this is that because you're going to have 12 different stories, right? Mm -hmm. And that obviously some of these stories are probably going to intertwine. What's going to be interesting is that every people they interview is going to tell a different story. Yeah. It's sort of like... um,
0: What's the truth? What's the truth? And what you think it is, it's not what it is. So, and I love such stories, subverting expectations. When it's done right, now it's being thrown around everywhere in Hollywood. Any little mess up that a writer does, their go-to explanation is, oh, I want to subvert expectations. Yeah, I love it when it happens, but these days it's happening all the time. It's all about execution. It's execution. So this film, it's probably, has, it looks like it's one of those films that will constantly subvert our expectations.
1: But I, based on what we've said about Netflix and crime, I think they'll do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have good faith in this. I also really like the fact that the 12 stories is interesting, but the fact that it takes place over four countries... That's cool because, as Netflix have shown as well, they like to get a lot of uh, foreign audiences. You know, you know. Th- so we're going to have, I think, it was France, Spain, and Germany. And yes, United Kingdom and as United well. Kingdom as well. So I'm hoping we also get a lot of the foreign languages spoken there as well. I think we need more of that in there. So yeah, super pumped for that. The next trailer is Gretel and Hansel. That's right, you heard it right. Not Hansel and Gretel, <laughs> Gretel and Hansel. Uh, this is a Remake of the classic fairy tales, fairy tales, a folk tale. Fairy tales. I'd yeah, f- folk tale. I'd say yeah, not. folk tales. And it's a horror. Well, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we say it's a remake, but is it really a remake? Well, because the original, I believe, the original folklore is of this, you know, witch, witch, oh. what dark, and that, and then it was just sort of used to scare kids. Then the story got warped into a, a more of a child-friendly. Uh, So that's the one most audiences relate to these days. But no, they're going full on dark. And I would say even probably darker than the original folklore. But yeah, this looks like a full blown, um, you know, simple, scary woman in the woods. Mm. She's up to weird stuff. Well,
0: first of all, it's funny. I didn't even notice it. My brain didn't... Comprehend that Gretel and Hansel. I just saw Gretel, Hansel. You it do. It's just now that it's hitting me that they did it. Gretel and Hansel, not Hansel or Gretel. Kind of cool touch there. Sends a
1: message. I think it's a, a subtle way of saying this is different.
0: Yeah, yeah, but also it, it just sends a slight message that you know where we are. But um, you know, is it really a remake? Because most of these stories that we hear of the original. Story All these Hansel and Gretel, and um, give me some of these names. Um, all oh, this Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland and, yeah. and, Peter Pan, um, Peter or, Pan. Yeah. they are actually dark stories that were written in Germany that Disney picked up and made it child friendly. And we now think that those child friendly stories are the originals. No, the originals were the very dark ones, like Little Red Riding Hood, or The Wolf.
1: It was a story, uh, stories to scare your children.
0: Exactly, to behave, make them behave, you know. And uh, back then, you, you were allowed to tell your kids anything. You didn't Don't go in the woods. Cause yeah, the, yeah, exactly, because the big bad wolf is going to do you Or, the, the, big witch bad wolf? or yeah. You're the witch, you know. So these were really ter- horror, horror stories. So maybe, it is, maybe it's not a remake. Maybe they've just told the original story. So, but, and I will do some research on that and all that, but it does look very creepy. looks creepy. It looks creepy. And Sound um,
1: effects, uh, you know, and there's something about just old women. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry if any old women are lady, but sometimes old women freak me out. Like when you see them like this, in this context. Yeah. Like they have that thing, you can have that evil witch look about it. Exactly. Like for, for me, it, from a human perspective, two things freak me out the most. And that's the old women and children. <laughs> you know when when you get a child involved and the child's a demon child you're like oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know of any dates of when that's coming out but I think I don't know if I'll go to the cinema to see this one but it's definitely a film I want to check out looks creepy yeah I'm not gonna I, I don't think I'll wait for this you, on, you, sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on Sky yeah and the final trailer we have coming out is Just Mercy and this is a stellar cast of Michael B. Jordan Jamie Foxx and Brie Larson, this has got Oscar written all over it, doesn't it, Andy? Yeah, they should have just made the name, Just Oscar. Just Oscar. <laughs> not Just Mercy, Just, just Oscar.
0: Just Oscar. Just give us an Oscar.
1: I mean, it comes out in December, if that's any more indication that they're rooting for an Oscar. Yeah, I mean, this is,
0: I think, in January, when we watched, when I we reviewed Green Book, I made a statement and i said there are films that are they that have are made for the oscars they have the formula for an oscar this is what i was talking about this is that's they are not interested in anything but the oscar but the oscar so that's just all i can say about this film Mm -hmm. that's why i'll watch it because i want to watch oscar nominated films and this is it
1: i think it's also going to be a very good film yep because you know it's Saying Oscar-nominated films, sometimes you know, because we've seen Oscar-nominated films with films that have won, and I've been like, "Really? That film?" <laughs> so like, but it's all—it's all personal taste, you know. This one, though, this one looks like something I'd really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think for me, what's drawing me is the cast. Yeah. I think Michael B. Jordan—he is the hottest rising star at the minute. Yeah. I think he's just one of the best actors around. He, people hire him for everything and he's so diverse he can do muscle man
0: at the same time he can do intelligent nerd. and vulnerable intelligent nerd, vulnerable lover hate player the guy you hate everything the guy is diverse
1: he's, like, he i think he'll be the next denzel i oof, I, I, nah. I honestly man this i think because he, he's still oof. so young as well
0: denzel though
1: but this guy everything he's been in i'm just like man i mean jamie fox what else can we say about Jamie Foxx right uh, he's another one that he's just so diverse yes. in everything he does yes. he he has been in some bad films but he's always been great yes. so again looking forward to his performance and Brie Lawson yeah again showing that she as well as these lot, is so versatile yeah. and you can just put her in any role and she will just get it that accent of hers the sort of I don't know. It, uh, it's, not sou- southern. It's, southern. it's not quite southern. It's not quite southern. I would say more like mid. It's supposed to be southern, but she can't fake it. Yeah. Maybe that's why. But it it's, you sold me on yeah. the accent. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah.
0: No, it's just... The this we, movie looks great. We saw Brie Larson in another film today. haven't we? Did
1: we? No, I don't believe so. Okay. I thought I
0: saw her face somewhere. Anyway, I can't remember. But no, this cast is... And um, what's his name? Jamie Foxx looks like he looks like he gave a very good performance. Mm-hmm. So, like we do whenever we talk about um, Oscar nominations, give me your call, the Oscars, you think this guy will be rec- um, not this guy, this film. This film, this film.
1: Um best actor? Yeah, for Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, best supporting actor for uh, J- uh, Jamie Foxx and best supporting actress for Brie Larson. Yeah. I, uh, I would say those are definitely a shoe in. Um Maybe best adapted script, yeah, screenplay, yeah. maybe, yeah, I agree. because uh, it is based on, it's a, true based on a true story, yes. true so story, it's yes, best adapted, uh, so maybe that. I don't know about best picture, maybe, nah, I, I, I best picture's weird, yeah. I don't
0: see it's not going to be a best picture, it's not, it it's could, not, it's, I mean, it doesn't. I could tell you five thrillers we've watched that could be best picture, could right? be best picture. Yeah. This is not one of them, it's. Very compa- very good story, mm-hmm. but it's not the best picture. But mm-hmm. there's nothing who even shot. It? I don't know. It's just um I agree with you on all of those. There is nothing i yeah, I agree with you. Those at four I'd numbers. say the, acting, yeah, on those, the, the actors, side. the actors, best actor, best supporter, and the best adapted screenplay. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it, but it does look good. Um Jamie Foxx, he looks like his performance was very mature. He's sort of g- I don't know if his career has hit that. He has moved to that next level of characters or he just did that for this role. But do you know, there's just that next level mm-hmm. where you stop taking on roles that you talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And you start doing more... Facial acting. Facial acting a more deeper character, psychological kind of, you know, I don't know. No, this is going to be a good film. Just Mercy. This is the one I thought I was not when you said earlier was it going to be a film or a series i certainly know yeah. this is a film no this
1: is a film <laughs> this is yeah it comes out december don't know a date yet but that's like i said that's definitely going to be an oscar contender okay andy and that is the show we don't actually there's nothing coming out that i know of next week is there for you uh no nah, i'm not even in the country nothing big <laughs> no there you go oh yeah you're off you're off to the states yeah. to the other side of the pond yep Uh, but with that that is the end of the show so we will be back with you guys next week but before then Andy, where can the people find you and follow you on your adventures you can follow me on Twitter at Unduaj at N-D-U-A-J and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake and listen to all our previous episodes like subscribe share all that great stuff on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Play and all where you can find major streaming services But until the next show, guys, see you later.